it's Elspeth with your weekly St Albans podcast. I was thinking of all the churches that function in this area, from the cathedral. Hey, do you know, if I'm coming back from London on the train, I always look out of that window on the left with expectancy and pride to see the shape standing out from all the other buildings. This amazing history of the first English martyr. It stands almost kind of as a, a leader amongst all the different shades and practices in this area of belief. But every church is different, not only in its physical shape, but in its emphases, in its traditions, in its history. And now I have Trevor Withers here as my guest today. Hi, Trevor. Hello, Elizabeth. To tell me all about his church, which we could consider a one-off. He'll tell me if not. <laughs> Unless, of course, it spawned others where no one was looking. Welcome, Trevor. And I noticed that you're not wearing the traditional clothes of a bishop, a monk, or even a choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, how did your one-off church start and why? Um, well, it started in a period where a number of new churches uh, got started, interestingly enough, in the early 90s. Um, so the Archbishop, uh, as he was then, um, announced a decade of evangelism, a decade when the church should get outside its building, really, go and talk to people, see what was happening in the local community. And lots of churches did that. Um, and they started new churches as a result, because what they found in the communities were people who perhaps wanted to do church slightly differently. Um, the people that went out were often a bit younger, wanted to make a more contemporary sort of form of church, I suppose. Um, so lots of new churches got started in the early 90s. Some had already been going uh, for a little while, just meeting in each other's homes, just meeting in houses. Again, people just wanting to do something different than perhaps the more traditional, larger gathering, just a more informal sort of familiar church. And actually, that might have been more like how uh, the church, you know, when Jesus had gone, started uh, locally, not locally, but you know, just around that area. Well, you? that's the picture that's painted in the New Testament. Mm. Yes, um, when when Luke, who writes his gospel uh, and writes uh, about Jesus, then writes uh, also about what the church did and calls it Acts, the Acts of the Church. Um, then uh, he writes about the church meeting in people's homes. You know, households mm -hmm. meeting together. So, mm. yeah, similar sort of thing, really. So, what makes a group of people? And the people you got to know um, called a church. What, what is it? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? So the original word for church, as it translates into our English language, comes from um, the words used in the Bible. For, uh, ecclesia would be one of the words that's right. used to describe the church in the Bible. And that means a gathering together of people like-minded people mm. so a gathering really just where people get together mm. and jesus says doesn't he um those words you know where two or three of you gather together in my name then i'll be with you so i guess you could say wherever people gather together two or three or more and acknowledge jesus then he promises to come and be with those people so that you could say is the sort of microcosm the essence of church people yes. being together so it's sort of a club really some people would look at this yeah. as a, a church club i think you could think of it in that way yeah, yeah. the uh, again um you know the bible which is at the center of the christian religion 
uses words like family, oh, um, yes. you know, brothers and sisters, you know, which is why the monks that you mentioned earlier call each other brother, don't they? And why the, the sisters in Nanata's house, if you watch Call the Midwife, <laughs> call each other sister, don't they? Sister Monica Joan or whoever. Yes, yes, yes. That comes from this idea oh, yes. of this idea of family, which is, again, at the heart of what church is about. I think yes. belonging to this family, this club. Yeah, that sort of but thing. are you allowed and in your circumstances as well to get a group together and say we are a church or don't you have to say it or record it anywhere um well it depends how you want to establish that so many churches establish themselves as charities um so that they can do charitable work so that any money that they raise um can be contained within that container of a charity so to do that you have to apply to the charities commission and most churches probably establish themselves as charities so that they can do the work that they want to do within that sort of container mm. other churches might choose not to do that how um, did you do it um, yes, well, the church that started here did exactly that. It set itself up. Um, it came from another church, which often happens. So Ashley Hall Church, as it was then, it's now Ashley Church on the corner of Ashley Road and Hatfield Road in St Albans was, um, well, they'd had a new building, but got too big for it. Um, and had more people coming than they could contain on a Sunday, which is is very exciting, yes, and still happens in some situations. And so they decided that a a group of them would start a new church, and that's how uh, Network Church that I now help to lead uh, got started by um, probably about 20 people, um, young families mainly, Mm. um, saying, okay, we need need more space to do this, our building's full, let's start something new um, and see what happens. And how did you become the leader or were you the leader to start with? I wasn't, no. I was doing a similar thing in Sussex, interestingly enough. So, yes, (laughs) I was an electronics engineer, uh, loved making things, always have, um, loved working in a little factory. Again, quite a sort of family feel, really, to the the people that I worked with. Um, Enjoyed that immensely and um, had always grown up uh, going to church and as a teenager helped with the youth work in my local Baptist church as it was then and then uh, became a leader on the uh, on the leadership group as a volunteer in that church and then uh, we did a similar thing uh, the decade of evangelism you know uh, sort of mission reaching out seeing what the community was doing stepping outside of our buildings and um, decided that we would plant a new church um, down in Sussex so my wife and I and another couple we both had young children, decided that's what we do. We met at a local school where there wasn't uh, a much church activity on the edge of the town. And uh, so we were doing that in Horsham at the same time as uh, friends up here were doing that in St Albans. Mm. So, uh, yeah, sort of parallel history, really. But now I, I'm not mistaken in thinking that you have a church near here. Yes, so, yes, so I moved up from Sussex, from uh, Horsham, where we were living then, to come and help lead the church here. They were looking for, for more leadership time. They didn't want me to come and lead the church to be the leader, which I was very thankful for, just to come in and be part of what was going on. I quite enjoy just sort of being there rather than being the, the person that has all the focus, as it were, Elizabeth. Um, so, yes, we did that in 1999 moved up here with our family um, and yeah gradually uh, 
became part of the church, um, did a few hours a week helping out, helping to lead. Um, and then uh, I've ended up as others have stepped back and moved on, um, becoming uh, the sort of main leader of the church, but as part of a team, really. Yes, so, What about the name? Because I think it's called a network church. Yes. How yes. did that come about? Well, it came about because we thought, well, we, we were originally called St Albans Chapel Fellowship. Oh, that sounds very um, formal. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It didn't really describe us particularly well because we're relatively informal. Yeah. Um, but we met initially in the hospital chapel, which wasn't being used on a Sunday morning on the site of St. Albans Hospital. Oh. It was available. So uh, that's where we met uh, initially and were called St. Albans Chapel Fellowship. Uh, and then as we move from that building to the Jubilee Centre, which many uh, local listeners will know, uh, just at the top of the town there, we met there on Sundays, we thought, well, why are we called the St. Albans Chapel Fellowship? Let's ask all of the people that are part of it, um, what should we call ourselves? And uh, and somebody's, well, we had several suggestions and the one that we went with was the Network Church, partly because I think we, we felt that we were networking together this sort of family idea. There were connections between us. Many of us had local friends and friendships that we wanted to connect with um, and walk alongside people as they, you know, journeyed through life, carrying our Christian faith with them. Um, so that sort of network idea um, was was at the sort of heart of the life of the church, really, and Is the this... name stuck. Yes. Is this born out in... Um the actual service of the church are you different i mean someone might say well i've been there they're very informal they have good coffee at the end but you know um <laughs> they, they query the lack of formality or how, yeah how? well yes i mean it, it is structured there is there is a form but the form is there to enable participation to enable people to have a voice if they want to pray then they can pray. We have a, an open time of sharing where we can hear from people. What's been going on in your life? What have you got to celebrate? Um, what, what burdens are you carrying? What things would it be good for us to share together as a family? So if you if you think of a normal family sitting around a meal table, oh, yeah. there's all sorts of conversations that go on. And that's what I think of our gatherings like, I suppose, us coming together and just saying, well, I'm struggling with this. Can you support me? Can anybody help me with this? Or, um, you know, we've just had our third grand granddaughter or whatever. Let's celebrate. Let's thank God yes, for a new yes. birth or whatever it might be. Different things going on. So that's certainly part of what we do, as well as singing fairly contemporary um, sort of songs, yeah. uh, fairly upbeat sort of worship, which is right. good. Yeah. yeah. It's um, a bit risky because somebody might stand up who's the... Um, everybody knows that don't tell her that she's the bore of the world. <laughs> yes. And the fact that you you say you're in control, but you have to let go. Oh, yeah. I'm, and the, yeah, no, no, it doesn't feel as if I'm in control or whoever's leading, because it's not always me that hosts our Sundays. Um, so whoever's hosting that space, yeah, is, is giving space. And it, it is risky. There is a sense of... Mm. but. Families do that, don't they? You know, Uncle George sits at the table and you hear his war story, you know, for the 15th time. And that's part of being in the family, isn't it? You could have said, um, this is a family church as a title. We could do, yeah. I was just thinking an equivalent, but network. It brings two images to mind, not only the linking of individuals, but um, a net, you know, yes. all connected, yes. hanging there. 
that's true whatever yeah it is and it's that sort of interdependence i suppose mm. being mm. responsible to and for one another is a lovely little phrase that i like so we're looking out for one another um just enjoying being together sharing our struggles sharing our joys just mm. you know mm. life doing life together i suppose in in as much as we can in the 21st century with all the things that we've going on you know around us yes, so yes. the challenges we face yeah. so where is it situated and um how far do you welcome anyone from anywhere you know well we do we have people mainly from the local area so from st albans and harpenden and the outlying uh, villages and surrounding area we have um small groups that meet in people's homes which we spoke right. about earlier didn't we so they're scattered across st albans and harpenden um and then our sunday mornings we've moved around different venues so as i was saying earlier uh, in st albans initially we're now more harpenden focused um on sunday um so currently meeting in uh what is relatively new um scout headquarters in oh, crabtree nice. fields which serves us really really well mm. easy parking which of course everybody wants these <laughs> days don't they you know? <laughs> but need somewhere larger um because we've grown uh, fascinatingly uh, had more people come and join us over the pandemic which we weren't expecting at all so needing more space um which is again wonderful um mm. to be looking for mm. have you um personally can you think of somebody whose heart was quite changed over the years for coming there who wasn't even a Christian before they came? Oh, a number of people. Yes. Which Without we've, names, can you just yeah, tell which we've, Yeah, absolutely. So um, we had one chap who was um, an upstairs neighbour of one of our one of our ladies um, and was struggling with life. That's put. Let's put it that way. Um, and had had some awful experiences in his past, traumatic experiences, which had led him um, to be really struggling with life, um, addictions, and that sort of thing. And probably three years ago now, um, was hospitalised. This neighbourhood looked out for him, looked after him. We'd got to know him. Um, prayed for him in our group not directly although we stood on the doorstep and sung carols one Christmas uh, to him and uh, prayed for him then and um, his life was turned around because he almost died in hospital Um, and then uh, came and did the Alpha course with with us which is a wonderful introduction to the Christian faith just a a nine or ten week um, little introduction to the Christian faith and uh, really enjoyed that um, decided that he wanted to turn his life around uh, three years on he's dry he's you know uh, completely transformed as an individual mm-hmm. and it's lovely to see somebody somebody like him just discover a, a new season in his life um, and he's in one of our small groups one that I helped to lead interestingly enough so I, he's, I see him regularly as part of that and it's just a joy to see somebody like that who was really struggling find their feet find a sense of family um some support but just through that relationship really with a neighbor uh downstairs looking yes. out for him yes. so really good wow so you you reckon you could teach the church in general quite a bit from what you are doing really well i think lots of churches are doing this we don't tend to see it do we the unseen church the church where individuals carry their faith out into the world whether that's in their workplace making a difference or whether that's in the relationships like being a good neighbor to those around them particularly over this pandemic time we've seen a whole you know um resurgence haven't we of sense of community and well-being others would say they have just retired uh, retired into their homes, having Zoom 
and not getting anywhere. And I mean, physically. Yes. Because they've got to stay in. Yes. We do have Zoom, yes. Yes. But they might say, that's enough. I don't want to go to... Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we were on Zoom, so we put our services onto Zoom so that we could keep the sort of interaction and conversation going over the uh, over the lockdowns um, and kept that sense of community. And a few people came and found us on right. Zoom um, just through an invitation from a friend or do you want to, you know, connect with people, come and uh, be part of what we're doing just for an hour or so on Zoom. And then we started meeting outside. So we met on the Common in Harpenden oh, right. and people came and found us there when we could meet outside yes. in, you yes. know, what was it? Groups of however many it was, maximum yeah, of yeah, 30 yeah. or whatever. Oh. So, yeah, just finding our way into into those different spaces, but offering an invitation, a welcome, come and be part of us, particularly if you're looking for a friend friendship looking for somewhere um where you can just be welcomed and mm. and looked because out for because you, you don't want to step into a church of any sort and go out of it without having somebody spoken to you no. i don't think so some people tell me that's what they're looking for oh, right. and there are lots of churches that offer that you know you yeah, can go yeah. to the larger churches can't you you could mm. almost go and sit at the back anonymously mm. and just participate from a distance and for some people that's what they're looking for. That's how they want to engage with God. And that's fine. I think what we're offering is more of that, you know, connection and the sort of space that you and I would probably enjoy because we like chatting, don't we, Elspeth, which is why we're doing this. So if you're a chatty sort of more extrovert type person, you're looking for friendship, then, uh, yeah, that's the sort of space yes. that we're trying if to offer. You don't have to be sort of, first of all, looking, I want to be a Christian. Well, you, you can come because you explore, yes. can't you? Yes. You want to see what these lot are doing. Absolutely, yeah, come and, and see what like it's like. Them. Yeah, quite, totally, <laughs> totally, yes. <laughs> and and sort of, it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not, just come and see what we're doing, whether it has something to offer for you. And people do that and often discover God on the way. Yeah. You know, he sort of uh, <laughs> appears um, as you step towards him. Have you got up and come helpers that could fit into your shoes uh, partly you know help uh, leadership on the leadership front yes well we uh, it's shared leadership okay. so um, I, I'm often particularly around our Sunday morning gatherings there but not actively involved I see. because we have a team of people so we have about 15 people that speak regularly um, have something to say on a Sunday wow. morning you might call it a sermon but it probably doesn't carry that sort of title um, probably five or six people who lead our worship who lead our singing similar number who host the, the time together and then those that lead our small groups um, yes. who are a vital part of the life of the church just oh. gathering people together in uh, different homes and leading those times usually in the evenings or sometimes during the daytime You've so really given us a good insight into what your church is about and how it functions um, I can't in my mind see sort of where it is. Would they need to contact you online to find that out or is it <laughs> is it static for the moment? Yeah, we're, we're currently meeting, as I say, at the Crabtree Fields uh, Scout Headquarters. Um, so at half past ten on a Sunday morning, if you just wanted to come and, and find that? us, that's um, in um, just the sort of southern edge of um harpenden yeah right. so it's on the on the edge of harpenden um and if you go to our website um so networkchurch.org 
Um, and then there's a little map and details of how to get there on a Sunday morning and tells you a bit more about who we are and what's going on. If you want to come and visit our creative space, then we have a little community pottery. Ooh. So look at that on the website. That's oh. just for fun. But the whole church is just for fun, really. <laughs> Plus, 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 I would say. Trevor, Trevor with us. It's lovely to talk to you once more and to see what you are doing and what your church is doing. I pray that many people will explore and find it and find God, really. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Elspeth. Great to be with you. Stay.